What's up, everybody? This is indeed the E-Man, chilling like a villain, singing like Bob Dylan, keep it on the low with some double stuff, Oreos. And man, let me tell you something, man. You know, movies are my jam. I've said it on this podcast a million times. I love movies. Movies are are my bread and butter. And man, this, uh, you're, you guys are here for a special treat today, man, because this actor slash producer slash philanthropist, man, you, he's been gracing the TV screens since 2005 on like One Tree Hill and Law and Order. You know what I'm saying? But he made his film debut in one of my favorite movies, which is Be Kind Rewind, which stars Jack Black, Most Dev, and Danny Glover. You know, but you might have you might know him from 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 this incredible movie back in 2009 starring Sandra Bullock called The Blind Side, you know what I'm saying? And I, I got to tell you, man, this is this is an honor, man. And currently, you know, he's adding one more thing to his resume. He's a musician and he has this beautiful song called Lead With Love. Lead With Love is a beautiful, inspirational song. Kind of bring, brings me back to like, you know, I, I listened to Take Six growing up and it kind of reminds me of that. Um, so I'm honored, beyond honored to have this man on the show, Mr. Quentin Aaron and is in the house. Welcome to the Special Delivery Show, Quentin. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. Sometimes I have trouble reading my own handwriting, but yeah, I've been listening to your <laughs> song, man, and I love it, man. I love it. Absolutely. I appreciate you. Thank yes. You, man. That's what's up. Yes, sir. So, um, how are things? I always ask everybody, how are things in your neck of the woods? How how's the weather? How are things? It's, uh, it's pretty good. It's, my neck of the woods is pretty awesome. I'm out in Columbus, Georgia, right now, where it actually just started storming out of nowhere. You know, yeah. uh, God sorting some things out. So we in, we indoors right now. <laughs> but it, yeah, no, it's cool. I just got finished finish, uh doing some radio interviews and everything, and. Uh, we're gonna go get a bite soon, but um, yeah, oh, you know, nice, nice. Um, so um, before my my sister and my sister, my family, we love the they we love the blind side. So if you don't mind, can you say hello to my sister Tatisha, my sister Jackie, and my brother Junior? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing? It's very nice to meet you. Thank you for the love, and I appreciate the support. Yeah. I appreciate that a lot, man. Um, so let's start off with every hero has an origin story. And you were born in the Bronx, New York. And yes. I'm always curious, yes. you know, I, I'm, I'm a Jersey boy. So I was born, born in Jersey. Okay. And so like, I, was, I always ask people like, what was your childhood like? What was your favorite cereal? You know, get on this nostalgia trip, you know, what was your childhood like? Man, my childhood was pretty cool. I, um, I mean, aside from the being bullied at school, a lot. It was pretty cool around the house, you know, raised by a single mom, me and my, my younger brother. Um, I had a very vivid imagination. Like when I was young, before I knew I wanted to be an actor, I thought I was going to be Batman at nice. one point. So, yeah. So like I told my mom, um, mom, when I get older, I got to make a million dollars because like Batman's going to be too old and I'm going to have to take over his job. You know, I mean, I'm going to be the new crime fighter. Bro. Right, right. You know, <laughs> Yeah, I would make my own makeshift costumes and stuff, but like uh, Shane, like the fact that I was running around the house with her stocking on, on my head, <laughs> like her, her pantyhose on my head is the mask. And, I uh, you know, I, yeah, my tidy whities and my my bath, my Batman bath, bath towel tied around my neck, you know, it was just, uh, yeah, yeah, so. Dude, 
that was that was my childhood you know <laughs> dude you your childhood sounds like a lot like mine because like i grew up with the stockings on the head like um, one of my favorite books growing up was called the fox and the hound and so like yeah. i would put like a stocking on my head and kind of like have like two pieces of like i don't know whatever to hold it up to have you know fox ears like the toilet, the toilet like, paper rolls yeah yeah the toilet paper rolls whatever it took you know and i was really mm-hmm. obsessed I was, I don't know, you're, you're, you're a little younger than me. There's a show called Fraggle Rock. I was obsessed with that show. And like, um, oh, wow. I wanted, you know, I always wanted to have like a tail. Um, so look, <laughs> I'm a movie lover and a movie goer. And let me tell you, man, um, I, I, I when I always, when I interview actors, I always ask them like, you know, what was the movie that truly knocked your socks off and convinced you that you wanted to be an actor because like for me not necessarily to want to be an actor but really launched me as far as movies are concerned um my my, my love for movies was indiana jones and the temple of doom like that was the movie that did it for me so what movie did it for you well you know it's funny it's like i'm an 80s baby and Yeah, yeah as far back as i can remember i had a love for all different kinds of movies like um i remember just from obviously like the Ninja Turtles, uh, oh, yeah. I think um, what was it? Once Bitten by Jim Carrey. Yeah! Uh, wow! Yeah. Um, uh, just one of the guys, stuff like that. The Breakfast Club. Wow! Uh, not yeah. Breakfast Club. Was it? With the, the Breakfast Club, Club yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I'm thinking about the radio show. I'm, it was like a movie. <laughs> with Breakfast. Yeah, yeah. Um, that man, I loved the movies of the '80s, like Karate Kid. Oh my god, oh, absolutely, like, yeah, stuff like that. Um, and then like I got into martial arts, so then everything became about action, like John Claude Van Damme, right, know, right. Cigar, like some of my favorite, like movie Rambo. Um, of course, yeah. So I, you know, from driving my mom crazy around the house, like pretending to be some of these characters. To like finally getting in drama in school and, and then starting to you know act out certain characters on stage and then getting the love from it from that perspective, it was it was a uh, it was definitely part of my you know fuel for that passion to to get into the arts and stuff like that. But I also started singing at an early age too. Okay, so like I, the, the music side came I think before the acting because that. I started singing when I was four. Like my mom would always play Whitney Houston, right? Uh, the Eagles, Police. She had a big crush on Sting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, and you know Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, the old, the oldies, and everything. So she would play all of that stuff around the house, and I'd just be singing, singing. And then, you know, I didn't know I sound good, but she would tell me like. Yeah. You can sing. Yeah. And so I started learning the songs and I was singing when company came over. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, it's wow, so much to take in for what you said. But but there's a perfect segue to my next question, which is like, you know, most people don't know that you can sing. And you know, you have this beautiful song called Lead with Love. And um, what was the inspiration behind that song and um, people to get from that song? I think the inspiration behind it is so throughout my life. I have always been, well, my mom used to call me a hopeless romantic. Um, I'm just, I'm a lover of love. You know what I mean? And I feel like this world needs a lot more of it. And Absolutely, so yeah. It's always been a passion of mine to get into music one day, just, just because I wanted to put out music. But then I was like, you know, if I'm going to use my platform to 
delve into music finally. I want it to be meaningful. I want the songs that I sing to have an impact on the audiences that listen to it. And what better way to do that than to, you know, stick to what I stand for, which is love and promoting love and positivity into the world and and, and hopes to inspire or encourage or, uh, you know, promote love, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think I think people need someone to look up to that is doing the right thing because there's so many examples of what not to do out there. Oh yeah. And yeah. I you know, I don't believe in, you know, being a follower unless it's of Jesus. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. For sure, man. We've been having as a as a country, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially from from you know the, the Trump years, the 2020 you know, we've gone through a lot as people, you know what I mean? And there's not a lot on the radio that promotes that, you know what I mean? Yeah, they promote different other things, but they don't promote love, you know? And so it's, it's really it's really nice to hear something positive, you know what I mean, on the airwaves, you know? Really, really good stuff, man. Um, well, so I'm kind of... Yeah, yeah. Wait, what were you about to say? Oh, no, no, no. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, like, I, I'm kind of like, I'm going to compress this question because... Um, I wanted to know, like, who were some of your some of your musical influences? And you went through a few, Whitney Houston and and Luther. But I, I want to this. These are the kind of conversations me and my barber have. So I wanted to know yeah. what are your top three female singers? What are your top three male singers? Top three female okay. groups and top three male groups. Goodness gracious, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Okay, all right. Top three female singers first. Yeah. Um. Only alive or, or all time? Alive, uh, dead, um, yeah, all time. Okay. Well, Whitney got to be in there. Whitney of course. There. Definitely. Um, whew, let's see. Uh, Yolanda Adams. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, who else? Who else can I say? Top three. Dang. Whitney, Yolanda, uh, like Fantasia is one of my favorites, it's, you know. It's it's you know it's oh man, Fantasia is a bad girl. Oh Fantasia's man, is a bad girl, you know. Actually, shout out to Fantasia. Yeah, <laughs> shout big shout out to Fantasia. You know the the craziness is like, um, I auditioned for American Idol the year that she won. Really? Yeah, yeah. That was that was a big year. That was a big year. Yeah, that, major that, shout out to Fantasia. I actually had the privilege of meeting her years ago uh, at R&B Live in L.A. I sung happy birthday to the crowd and everything. And she came over and took my hand as I was coming down off the stage and everything. What? Gave me a hug and I was like, oh, God, go, you better go back to your seat before you get married around here. <laughs> Man, she fine, bro. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I live, in the, oh, yeah. I live in the Charlotte area. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, she's bad, bro. But she she sang um Superwoman on like the Babyface tribute, man, bro. She oh, yeah. killed that point, man. She killed oh, yeah. it. Um, yeah, man. Her, but it, it you see, there's so many, like you know, because she's definitely in my tops. Uh, but so is like Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson. Tori Kelly is one of my. Tor- oh yeah. Oh she's my God, Tori incredible. Kelly. Yes, I've been a fan of her since '09. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? I, w- I would watch videos of her on YouTube and like, cause I, I used to like songs that I like to hear. I would love to watch other artists cover them. Yeah. Yeah. And, just to see and that's when I, you know, 
first witnessed Tori Kelly because she was doing some songs on YouTube with uh, certain uh, singers like this one dude, Jeremy Passion. They had a song they did together. Uh, it's called Stop This Train by John Mayer. Okay. And I love that song, but I yeah. love their rendition of it. And then they even did songs like by Aaliyah and everything. So, like, yeah, I've been, oh. I'm a huge Tori Kelly fan. So, all right, that's enough of the female artists. Um, right. Male artists, top three. Oh, God. Music Soul Child is definitely one. Nice. Uh, Luther Vandross. Number two, uh, the third one, let's see. Uh, it's, you know what? I'm going to go with Duele. Duele? Okay. Duele. Cool. cool. Yeah. You know, cool. I, I, I love his, his style and what he does with his music. Like, his the type of songs he put out. Um, he has that cool, smooth, jazzy voice, but then yeah, like, his his orchestration with the music. I love I love his music. Like I, I've heard all his albums. I listen to all the stuff. You know, those are those are like my three, you know, favorite artists as far as from vocals and to music that they put out. I mean, Luther is just like, come on, bro, <laughs> you know? dude. But there's so many on top of it. Like the much like the women, there's so many different artists that I listen to outside of them as well you know? right right like Raheem Devon you know Marvin Gaye Al Green Stevie Wonder you know Bilal so it's like Bilal, the list yeah. goes on Gosh. Eric Benet Maxwell oh. you know what I mean? there's this there's this song on the Fighting Temptation soundtrack with Beyonce and Bilal and Bil- yes everything I, I love that yes I isn't that a that great song. soundtrack that whole soundtrack is that so is, good absolutely yeah no, the, the notes like, all right, so my voice has kind of, like, gotten deeper over the years, but I used to be able to hit all of those notes on that song. Are you serious? I used, wow. I used to be able to hit all of his falsettos, all of wow. his falsettos. I can't, nice. I can't do it now. I ain't gonna try it now. <laughs> dude, dude, I love that movie. I love that soundtrack, man. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Oh, dude, I, I, I say, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Um, So female groups now. Female, female groups. groups. Okay. I'm just gonna can I just give you my my few and maybe it'll inspire yeah. you or whatever. Oh right, yeah, so oh yeah, yeah. My top three female groups are Seven O Two. Okay. Um, like of course you got to say Destiny's Child. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, Destiny's Child, and because I know them on a personal tip, and because I think they're extremely underrated. Shout out to my girls Allure. They've been on the short. They've been they've been okay. on the show twice. Uh, they're really, really great, man. Like they have great harmonies, man, and they're really nice people too. So shout out to Allure. Nice. Okay, okay. My so Destiny's Child is definitely in my uh in my tops. Um I gotta go with my girls. Um uh, I used to be I used to have the biggest crush. Me and my brother would fight over chili for TLC. Oh, oh my god. She's dating Matthew Lawrence now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we would fight over chili, and then I and then I think I wind up saying, "All right, well, you know, if you got chili, I got T rods." Right, know? right, <laughs> dude. And so, like, yeah, like I remember, that was us growing up. I was like twelve, but like, um, yeah. So I said, "Destiny's Child," TLC, third group. Um, what was? Oh my God! Well, I know, I know it. Do, 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 do. Invoke. 
Oh, in Vogue. Oh, my God. Vogue. Yeah. In Vogue. Yeah. Dude, I'm about Vogue. to change my yeah. list. Oh, oh gosh. Because I interviewed Dawn <laughs> from In Vogue. So, shout out to Dawn Robinson. Yeah, In Vogue, man. They were all bad, yeah. too. All oh of them were bad. God. Bro. Man, I used to, you couldn't pull me away from the TV when Bro. I was watching videos and they popped up on it. Oh, my God. Like, Bro. Yeah. Dude, I, <laughs> oh, I, even talking about when we talk about female solo singers, uh, shout out to Brandy, man. I think, man, people forget how great oh, yes. Brandy was, bro. Brandy is a beat. And who me and my brother was just talking about, shout out to Lauren Hill. Oh, for sure. Lauren Hill. Oh, my God. I don't, you know what? I might need to go back. Lauren Hill might need to be <laughs> in my top three. Oh, for sure. <laughs> female vocalist. Like, Jersey bro, in the house, bro. Said, you know, to me, Lauren Hill was the first artist that was dope as a vocalist and dope as a as a as a female MC. Oh, for like sure. Her 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 bars, she was way ahead of her time, man. Oh, like she, way ahead of her time. Like she could sing like nobody's business, and um, you know, and I, you know, I fell in love with her and Sister Act too. Bro, you know what I mean, her voice Dude, in there that like, movie. Come on. Bro, the the oh god, I, we could talk about Sister Act too. And the, the, like the the talent exactly. in that movie is crazy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Exactly. You know, in that, in that group that came out of there, City High, right? City High, uh, with uh, Ryan High. Toby and Claudette, and yeah. like you know Tanya Blunt and Lauren Hill, Jennifer yep. Love Hewitt was in that movie. You know, yep, um, exactly. So many people, man. Like, so many dude, people. Um, My boy from Bronx Tale was in there. The main actor from Bronx Tale was in there. Oh, what? Was in the group. Yeah, the uh, the what's what's his what's his name? The remember the, the kid, the tiny kid that he wanted to hang with the mobster, and then he liked that black girl. In the yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he, um, he, he, he was. Yeah, he was in the choir in um in uh Sister Act Two. Is that the same guy? I didn't know that. Cause the guy, the guy you talking about, you talking he, about Frank was, Hay, hey, was, Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Wasn't I think those are man? two different actors because um this guy's name, the guy that you're talking about oh. from Bronx Tale, I forgot his name, but the guy in Sister Act, his name is Devin Kamen or something like that. And um, but I, I don't know if that's if that's the same actor. I could so be the wrong. Italian, the Italian kid. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. They look the same. They do look alike. Uh, you know what? Is. They do. They do look alike. <laughs> I, you know what? I could be wrong. I got. I got to go back and fact check that. My yeah. bad if it's not. My bad hey, if it's not. We see it's this, all hey, good. My, my fault. <laughs> yeah, but it's all it's good. Been, yeah, hey, but, put it this way. Oh. It's been years since I've seen that movie. That's been, I think last time I seen it, I was in high school. And I graduated 10, 20 years ago. So, wow. so it's been a yeah. minute. Yeah. Dude, I never get to. I, I, it's like one of the few movies I actually own. Um, But That's yeah, um, dude, let me. Okay, so. Oh, gosh. This is why I love interviewing people. And I love doing the research because. You know, I was prepared to talk to you about the blind side, but I did not know until doing my research that you were in, like, seriously, one of my favorite movies. I watch it at least once a month, which is called Be Kind, Rewind with most Death Bro, and Jack Black. Dude, I I can't even explain how much. I, it always puts a smile on my face, you know, at a time where it seems like physical media is starting to become extinct. Seeing a movie like that reminds mm-hmm. me of going to the mom and pop's you know, video store, you know, renting video a movie. stores. Yeah. Yeah. The exactly. excitement of the excitement of, you know, going in there, figuring out what the rent based off the cover art and, you know, just the joy of watching movies and, you know, just the small quest of going there, p- 
picking a movie, walking all the way back home, and then enjoying the movie, man. I just miss that exactly. so, so, so much. And, you know, and you work with just a stellar cast, man. Um, Sigourney Weaver's in the movie. Oh, my God. So many yes. people. What did you get from oh, that? Oh, my God. R.J. Smith. R.J. Smith is in it. He's, RJ, um, he was yes. in, um, the Journey he's of Alan Strange. In, Journey of Alan Strange. He's also yeah. uh, currently on The Rookie. Is he? He's on, he's, yeah, he's on the rookie. He's he's with the 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 black female detective. Get okay. I need to watch that. I haven't yeah. been watching that. Oh man. yeah, oh I love the, I love that show. Yeah, he's on there. That's my boy. He Melanie uh, Diaz. Day after tomorrow. Yes, wow. Melanie Diaz. From she um, was in Fruitville Station. So many people. So like that was my first set, you know, ever being on uh for a film and. It was just, it was awesome because like I was only supposed to work one day, one scene, and really? um, okay. at lunchtime. So we we did our scene, and it was the scene where we we get out the car, and we we're trying to come in the shop, and they they cut the lights off and try to act like they're not there. Right, like yo, we could see you, you know. And so <laughs> the, the dudes that I, you know, um, you know, uh, the the guys that I come into the shop with that game. That was my first time being seen with them, but they were, you know, original cast of the movie. So they was in it throughout. And at that time, they had already been filming for like a month and they had like a month left of filming. So at lunchtime, when we broke, um, I'm sitting in the corner, I got my plate, I'm eating. And then the director, Danny Glover, Jack Black and Mos Def all come up and pull chairs up around me. And what? I'm like, oh, what's, what's going on? Like, I thought I was in trouble. And then they, they all sat down with me and was talking. They're like, how are you liking it? You liking this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I had such a great time. I'm like, I'm, I'm so happy to be here and to meet you guys. And they were like, well, you know, the, the group that you was in the scene with, they are going to be filming for the rest of the shoot. They have, like, you know, a lot of days and stuff to do. And we were filming for, like, a month left. Would you like to be a part of that group? I was like... Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Hell> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow, like, yeah. and it was like so, like that. I got upgraded during lunch, and this was the first scene of the, the my first time on set in a movie. And uh, got upgraded to a, a character of the film. I got some lines, I became you know, um, SAG, SAG eligible nice. off of that movie, you know what I mean? So and after that, I joined the union and was like, yeah, this is that's how I know this is what I was meant to do. You know, not only because I wanted to be here someday and, you know, always assume that I would get there. It was just like the way it happened. It was like, oh, OK, like, yes, because I was doing uh, short films on um, for NYU and, and um, you know, doing a grind that way, trying to get my resume up and everything. But I was like, mm -hmm. I want to be doing movies. I want to. I don't want to make a career doing short films. I want to, I want to do big films. I want to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, man, it was amazing, and Dude. everyone was just so cool. Like, you know, talking. About, I brought my my brother to set. He met most deaf because my brother's a rapper. And okay. Like, just meet getting to meet him. That was so cool. And then Jack Black. Like we, <laughs> we grew up laughing with Jack Black. So I was a huge Danny Glover. Not he was, but. I'm a huge Danny Glover fan, you know. Of course, yeah. Lead the weapon is just, all, you know, all four of them. <laughs> all four of them, exactly, and, and hopefully five. Hopefully, we still get a five. I know they were hey. talking about it, but yeah, uh, yeah. 
that's that's gonna be funny to see how that goes but yeah dude oh my gosh dude Ugh. like what i love the most about that there there's a moment in that movie where um it's like near the end and like you know it, it's all about creation and using what you got to create something beautiful you know what i mean and there's this moment where yeah. They, they, you guys are all watching that movie that you, you created and Jack mm-hmm. Black is just like Jack Black looks like he's about to cry it looks genuine you know what I'm saying yeah it's just it's just so beautiful it kind of reminds me like you know uh because it all a lot of it takes place in a junkyard and they use these props to make these like sweeted movies and exactly. it's just you know like you were talking about the power of your imagination to create something and it and it, and it touches people man it's just a beautiful beautiful movie I cannot Absolutely. recommend that movie enough I, I wish that, you know, I wish that the movie got more exposure than it did. You know, I, I it's unfortunate that uh, I think there was like some licensing issues. So it wasn't really able to, they weren't really able to promote it the way that it could have. And that's the only reason it flopped because that movie could have been huge. Oh, yeah. But, no, but nobody knew about it. You know, they, I think the the trailer came out on YouTube two weeks before the movie dropped you know and yeah. so it was just like if they had promoted it right and had the right amount of money in the marketing and advertising that would have been a big you know couple hundred million dollar movie at best for sure it was, it was fun and like you said it was a family film that everyone could love like that was that was the blind side before the blind side you know what i mean that was yeah, yeah. literally that film that everyone could get behind and love and enjoy and it's so funny now, like, I feel like this is just my opinion. I, I feel like if it would have come out now under something like a, like a studio like A24, because A24 has been having a lot of success with everything everywhere all at once, which I absolutely loved. You know, yes. I, I think, you know, it would have definitely, you know, um, had more of a like, you know, uh, uh, had more of a pull and more of a um more popularity man because man that movie is great that movie is freaking great watched a lot of your interviews and a lot of people always ask you what was it like to work with sandra bullock i'm not going to ask you that because we all know she's great and you know but i want to know like what will like because everybody everybody focuses on that but they forget like this movie is the blind side has a stellar cast, Tim McGraw, freaking Kathy Bates, Lily Collins, mm-hmm. who a lot of people don't know is the daughter of Phil Collins. And now she's making her own exactly. way with Lily and Paris. She's doing her thing. And yeah. I feel Emily I feel, and Paris, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like, dude, what was it? What did you what did you learn from that your blind side family to launch you to what did you learn to launch you to be the person that you are today? What did you learn? Um, I think it was it was that opportunity that allowed me to come into my own but it was just the relationships that were built during that journey were so meaningful that you know you take things from it even 14 years ago to now you know um just the heart and the the professionalism and the the comical spirit that Sandra Bullock brought to the set was just you know what I mean? It it showed you the way to go. It showed you how to be. It showed you, you know, she was so personable with people. She spoke to you. She, you know, interacted with us during lunchtime. She she would sit in the tent and have lunch with everybody. Wow. You know, she allowed people to come up to her and talk to her and she remembered people's names. 
And I was just like, you are so in awe of watching her and how she does her thing. And, and Tim McGraw is the same. Like, he was so cool with everybody. He would come and talk about, talk to the fans and, and everything. He'd take pictures. You know, Lily at the time, Lily was like 20. Um, Lily was, I think she was doing, before the blind side, she was, she was doing, um, uh, what do you call it when you have like the microphone, you like Disney broadcasting or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for Nickelodeon or, or Disney or, or something like that. And and so she was just building her own status as well. But um, I love how her career is taken off and how she's, you know, became this mega star as well because she's super talented and a sweetheart. And, you yeah. know, and now she's married. Like she's all grown up. Wow. She's 20. Now she's like in her mid thirties and married. I'm like, that's like, no, you go, girl. You know, sure. like my little sister, all grown up. And then my boy Jay, Jay, that's me and him are still best of friends till today. You nice. know, he's uh he's back out west doing his thing and everything. And we uh we hang out a lot over the years. Uh, we always get together on my birthday or uh, whenever I come out to the west, we'll kick it and stuff. So. We, we got some stuff in the pipeline as well, projects that um, I'm working on developing for he and I to do. I have a sitcom idea that uh, I need a writer for, but it's going to it's gonna be funny. It's going to okay. be funny. So, like, yeah, it's a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, man. What about Kathy Bates, man? She, what, oh, was, what was she like? Yes. Kathy was a sweetheart. She was so, nice. she was so cool. So the first day she was coming to set, I was... Um, I was making a joke with everybody on set, and I was, I was acting like I didn't know she was right behind me. And I was like, all right, guys, she's almost here. Just to be clear, so we, you know, recap this. There's no sledgehammers on set, right? There's no, the, yeah, y'all take it all the way, and then I feel <laughs> uh, a pop on the back, and I turn around, oh, oh, Kathy, how you doing? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I brought my own. I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Dude, hey, look. She was fun. The first time I watched Misery, I was like, whoa. Exactly. She's really, really intense in that movie, man. Gosh. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you, you know, uh, I'm, I've never been an athlete, man. I'm, I, I've never been, you know, uh, a sports guy. But I've always had that person, that teacher, uh, who's always, like, saw the potential in me to do great. And that's, remi- that's what, uh, you know, Sandra Bullock's character reminds me of. As a matter of fact, I had a teacher who had kind of hair that bleached blonde hair like that, who always inspired me to do, to want to do better when you don't sometimes see the potential in yourself. So just shout out to my teachers, Mrs. Proctor, Mrs. Hyde, Mrs. Hennett, uh, Mrs. Brown. Thank you for just, you know, you know, being that person, being those, 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 those guiding lights to guide me. And I was never a troublesome child. I'm just saying just to see the potential and, you know, kind of believe in you sometimes when you don't believe in yourself. Um, so yeah, and I'm leaving out a lot of people, but yeah, um, especially my siblings, you know, shout out to my brother, Junior, and my um, my sisters, Tatisha and Jackie, and my nephews and my niece, just thank you, thank you so much, especially lately, because I've been yeah. going through some health things, man, for sure. Um, I wanted to know, um, um, with, with the character that you played, Michael Ohar, um, I feel like there's some, I, feel, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's some similarities between you and that character. Um, well, what did you have to pull from to, to, to make that character come to life? Actually, my own personal experience. Um, what a lot of people don't know is you know, people over the years, they would meet me and say, oh my God, you're just like the movie because I was playing myself. 
you know nice. um, i had never i had never met michael or you know um i met him in 2013 this was after the movie this was the year that he won the super bowl that was the first time we met um wow. when i met the director and everything and we vibed and hit it off when i when he actually told me i had the part he said you're who i want to portray on film he said i don't want you to meet my core now because my core now is not how he was at the time you'd be portraying him right and i didn't want you to meet him and then try and act like him because it wouldn't come off the way we wanted to he said you who you are that's who i want to show on film so a lot of people love the movie because i was being myself you know yeah so nice. shout out to Quentin Aaron for making Michael Orr look like the guy that everyone loves because right. I was being myself and everyone fell in love with Michael Orr because of me. Right on. Right on, <laughs> um, brother. You know, just 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 yeah, just to give him a little insight, you know. Yeah. I know man. I've I know I've heard some uh some not so good feedback over the years from uh you know the the family, the real family, and what yeah. they didn't like about the film. So yeah. Hey, you live and learn. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the highest most sports film of all time. So somebody somewhere did something right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, gross like what? 300 at the time million, like globally? Yeah. Three, yeah 309 mu- million worldwide. Um, yeah. About 255 million in the States. Wow. You know, and it, it would have been more, but we didn't get to do an overseas tour. Um, you know, it just it came out without a premiere overseas. There was a lot of things going on around that time, and the tour had to get canceled. But, yeah, that's you know. unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, now, you have an amazing foundation called the Quentin Aaron Foundation, and I want to know, can you tell us more Actually, about it? It's, uh, it's not anymore. It's, um, oh. Yeah, yeah, sorry. That was, uh, that was back in the day. That was, I think it's been disbanded since 2016. Okay. Yeah. All right. But still, it was it was a good cause at the time, and you know it helped with uh, you know you have you have a specific uh, stance on bullying. I mean, do you, do you care yeah. to share what you, your thoughts on bullying? Um, yeah, I used to do motivational speaking and mainly to uplift kids who were going through being bullied in school because I was bullied all through my childhood. I was mm. picked on, I was beat up, I was teased, I was chased home, I was you know you name it, it happened to me. I got. I, well, I couldn't get stuffed in lockers. I was too big. I couldn't fit in the lockers. But I got, you know, thrown downstairs. I got spit on. I got, wow, you know, you know knocked in the trash cans. It was, it was crazy. Um, and I, I didn't have a, you know, a father figure to come to my aid or, or uh, older brother. I was an older brother. And then, you know, going to school in areas where everyone were, you know, their, their older brothers were gang members. So it's like, wow. I defend myself, then I got to deal with your gang, you know, your brother, your gang member brother, like I, you know, so I just rather just try to avoid it. Uh, I never really been one for drama and confrontation growing up. So I dealt with a me lot too. of that uh, kids not liking me. And so I remember one time um, I came home, I was feeling a little down and I, I went in my room and sat down to bed and my mom came in. She was like, what's the matter? And I said, um, how come nobody likes me? And she said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you believe me when I say I love you? I said, yes. She said, and your, your, the family, you, you believe they love you? I said, yes. She said, you got some friends? I said, yeah. And she said, you believe they like you? I said, yeah. And then 
So she looks around and she goes, well, what do you mean when you say, how come nobody likes you? I just pointed out several people that love you and like you. So what 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 are you talking about? And I said, well, the kids at school. And she said, well, you weren't put here to make everybody on this planet like you. That's not yeah. your job. That's not anybody's job. And you have to be okay with the ones that don't. Right. You can't go through your life worrying about who likes you and who don't because you'll never get to where you need to be and you'll lose who you are in the process. Yeah. And um, the crazy thing is that, you know, I tell parents all the time, you know, when you tell your kids things like that and you teach them, you may not think they'll get it at the time, but they do. They remember oh, everything. Sure. And, you know, my mom passed away uh, 15 years ago now. Oh, my condolences. Her words, thank you. Her words stay with me, you know, so much so that every time I talk to people, I can't help but to talk about her, but because she was such a huge impact on my life and the the life lessons that I learned from her is what is uh, played a big part in shaping me and molding me into who I became today. And that's the reason why I have the heart that I have and uh, the desire to help and to spread message through music now with songs like Lead With Love and, and more to come, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, man. It, like, man, you know, my mom passed away back in 2010. And like, mm-hmm. like you said, there's some certain things that, you know, your your mom's, you know, plant into you and you don't necessarily get at the time until later on when you really, really need it. And, exactly. um, and you know, I, 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 like and my mom, I remember my mom told me, she was like, you know, she, she says you're special, you know, and, and at the time I was like, you're just saying that because I'm your son, but I appreciate it. She's like, you know, but now I understand it's like, you know, we're all special. But we have to tap mm-hmm. into that, but we have to believe it too. You know what I mean? Exactly. And you know, we have to use our gifts, you know, to, you know, and spread them out. You know what I mean? And that that's what we're here yeah. for. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, we're not here to make everybody like us. That's not the it's not that's the not goal. The, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I believe you in that man. Make everybody like him, you know. Yeah. You know, we're we're to be more like him. We have to understand, you know, we you put here for a little time. You know, oh, for sure. And in that time, you know, it it matters what you do here, you know, and yeah. I want to be remembered for being who I am, you know, what I mean, and making a difference and making a change. So my purpose here on Earth is to do God's work, you know, however yeah. he sees fit for me to do it. Absolutely, man. It's beautiful, man. You're absolutely right. How can your fans reach you? Oh, man, you could actually go to my website at quintinarinmusic.com. And on there, you have all the links to my social media pages and uh, any updates to what's to come. You know, you can also, you got the links to download the song. And, uh, yeah, you can see some tour dates that we have coming up in August. We're going to be doing a tour of the East Coast and all of that information is on the website. So, again, that's quintinarinmusic.com. Excellent, man. But listen, I want to say thank you. You know, this whole this show, this whole um podcast, um, it's called Special Delivery Show for a few reasons. But um, it's I say I call it the Special Delivery Show because I feel like giving a person their flowers is important, especially while they're still here. I want to say thank you for you know your time today. 
Thank you for making two movies that I absolutely love. You know, <laughs> especially you. especially on Be Kind Rewind. Oh my gosh. And you know, just, just thank you, you know, continue to thank you for being a positive light, man. You know what I'm saying? We need more of that. And continue thank to you, and continue to make um amazing music. Um and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. It's you been too, a pleasure. Bro. Yes, sir. You too. You too. God bless.